Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you. Those of you that work so stinking hard for your money, and you're now ready for your money to start working harder for you today. You want that freedom of cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. Guys, but we know it's more than just money, isn't it? It's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. That is exactly why we're here today. That's why I'm here helping to create that ripple effect through your lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing. You've been binging on these other episodes and our other videos. In fact, if you haven't done so, go to our YouTube channel, the Money Ripples page. Check out, we got lots of videos, including shorter videos and even our podcast that you could check out with lots of great subjects. So be sure to check that out now. And heck, even like them. You might even subscribe to it. It'd be awesome. So be sure and do that today. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double-digit returns on your money. And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out Secured Investment Corp., Dot com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I brought on a special repeat guest again. So I bring in on Heather Dreaves here. Now, you've probably heard, especially if you're listening right now, I don't know why I put up a phone to my ear when I just did that. But if you're listening on your phone or you listen on iTunes especially, you'll see that obviously our podcast sponsor is Secured Investment Corp. And we've had them on before. We even had Lee Arnold on just a few months ago talking about the different things in the market going on. Well, we're bringing Heather on as well, who is specifically representing Secured Investment Corporation. If you guys don't know, they're a company that actually has a debt fund that invests in people, gives hard money loans to real estate investors, and then you get paid return. And the returns have been awesome. If they're not double digits, they're at least the high single digit type of returns that they've been getting on this money. And better yet, for many of you, because I know a lot of you guys say, I don't have a whole ton of money. Hey, guess what? They have a low minimum. And so we'll talk about that today and, and what you guys can do there. So Heather, welcome back to our show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, you should be. It's just awesome. It's a good new year. I know I'm back with a little bit of a tan from Hawaii and stuff. I know, I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just back. I have a sweater on my lap right now just to try to keep myself warm because it's been so cold. I feel like it's in the 60s here, but I know it's 30 (laughs) degrees outside of Utah. Excited to be back. It's not much warmer in Idaho, let me tell you. I'm sure it's not any warmer in Idaho, especially where no. you guys are up there in Coeur d'Alene. So Heather, just for a quick little reintroduction for those that maybe haven't heard your previous episode, tell us more about you. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, a little bit about myself. I am married to the love of my life for the last 28 years. I asked my husband recently, I said, does it seem that long? He goes, no, it seems a lot longer. So apparently he's real happy. We've got two grown children, two boys. One is a fireman. So that's pretty exciting. 25 years old and a full-time fireman. And the other son is finishing up his master's degree in kinesiology. And we all are active real estate investors. My journey and my path to where I am today started 18 years ago. And I had a friend that worked in private money. I knew nothing about it. I had no idea what private money was. And I always assumed that when you were going to buy real estate, you went to your banker and you got a loan through the bank if you were needing funding. And if you were going to invest money, you called up your financial advisor. When I started my career in this industry, it was eye-opening. I had no idea that providing you had a good deal and you were a solid borrower, there were people out there that were looking to lend money on real estate and you didn't have to jump through all the hoops that a bank requires you to do and give a blood sample and give your firstborn. And also had no idea that there were other investment options outside of stocks and bonds and CDs and boring things like that. Like There was opportunity to create wealth and also passive cash flow through alternative investments. And so I took my bumps and bruises through 2008. I thought I was going to get out of this industry and I never left. And I really just have a passion for helping all types of investors, people that are hands-off and just want passive cash flow through real estate investments. And then also our really active clients that are out boots on the ground, buying real estate, fixing and flipping and things of that nature. So I know that was a long answer to your question, but that's really a little bit about who I am and how my journey led me here. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because I know I take it for granted too, but it really is like the whole matrix, red pill, blue pill choice, isn't it? I mean, when you leave the whole traditional stocks and bonds, and realize there's this massive, I mean, not just buy a property in your backyard, like your next door neighbors have it. You can literally invest in real estate in so many different forms and so many different ways and so many types of real estate. Like it's almost its own mutual fund of sorts. Right. You know, when you think about it and, and definitely you guys are just one of those pieces there that you even kind of create your own fund that obviously it goes and invests in your own students, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I joke that it's like a choose your own adventure book. I don't know if you ever read those when you were a kid. I like this journey is that way. You kind of all start the book at the same place, whether you're active or passive. And then depending upon what your strategy is, what you're trying to accomplish, you just kind of pick and choose your path. We definitely have the ability to accommodate just about anybody looking to invest. And like you had mentioned, we have a very small fund, not small in dollars, but small in in the minimum investment So we can even help clients that have $1,000 that want to start investing. And that's one of our number one questions. I know I get on YouTube, we get by email, which is, I don't have a lot. What could I do? And generally, I encourage people just focus on building up your cash. Like if you put a thousand bucks, you make 10%, you're not going to make much, but you might have a kid even that a thousand bucks is a lot to them making six, seven, eight, 10% on that money, way better than making 0.1% at your bank. It's it's, in fact. I know we have kids that are doing the same thing and it's yeah, very similar. You're like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I doing it this way? So tell us your perspective because you're obviously lending to real estate investors right now. So your pulse, you got a finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market real time because you don't want to be lending to anybody who won't pay you back because that obviously hurts the performance right. of your fund. So you're being very picky and choosy about who you're lending money to. And it's usually short-term type of funds, right? What are you seeing happening right now? 
Yeah, I think that's probably the most common question I have right now is what are you guys seeing in the marketplace? I think probably the biggest shift that I've seen lately is in the past, it was pretty easy to fix and flip and make money. I mean, if you found a good enough deal and you ran the numbers and did your proper due diligence, values were increasing at such a crazy rate that a lot of times you would make more than what your original numbers told you, right? And one of the things to probably clarify is not only do we lend money to people, but we practice what we preach. So we are lending money to active real estate investors, but we are also active real estate investors in our local market. And so we are practicing exactly what we tell our borrowers to do. And what we've seen is probably the biggest shift is people are starting to they're still buying. There's still deals out there. Everybody, oh, interest rates are so high. Nobody's selling. Nobody's buying. Yeah. I mean, it has slowed down a little bit in the market as far as people actually selling because you've got people with conventional loans that probably financed three years ago and are at three and 4% and they can't get over the fact that now interest rates are six to seven, which is normal, right? Three and four, mm-hmm. two, that's not normal. And I don't know that it will ever go back to that. But we're starting to see more people willing to sell when they're going, okay, we're not, these rates aren't going anywhere. I still have a lot of equity. And these people do have equity. I think that's the difference between now and 2008, right? Like people have equity, they have options. So we're starting to see the market, there's more people selling. So there's more opportunity out there. But what we're seeing with our borrowers and even what we're doing with our own portfolio is we're starting to buy properties to cash flow them rather than the fix and flip strategy to make a quick 15, 20% on your money because the market has softened, right? We're not seeing the increase in value, but there's still opportunity to rent these because the rents and the cash flow is so great on them. They joke that in a downturn market, a real estate investor turns into a landlord. And that's exactly the shift we're seeing. Most of our really active buyers are buying to buy rehab and rent out and exit our short-term loan. Like you mentioned, they're short-term. They're exiting those with a rental product, a 30-year fully amortized loan. We're buying real estate and we're putting tenants in them and we're cash flowing them and the cash flows are great. That is probably the biggest shift we've really experienced. And so it's our job to educate our borrowers. Hey, they'll come to us for funding. I'm going to fix and flip this and we'll run the numbers with them. And it's like, there's not enough meat on the bone. Either go Mm -hmm. back and renegotiate a purchase price with the seller because you're paying too much for that or think about holding it as a rental because your numbers are much different for that. So really what we've changed in as far as internally and helping our clients, the active ones is really educating them like, hey, this is not the market to be necessarily focusing only on fix and flip. You really should start focusing on also cash flowing some properties. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's a unique opportunity that people don't realize right now is that we're moving into a place where the interest rates have come down on the mortgage rates, yet rents have not. So that means that now we get some price increase, profit increases in that rental space again, where end of 2022, it wasn't as rich. In fact, there were so many times we saw some of our friends in the turnkey space that were saying, well, you might make 0.2% cash on cash return with this property. You might, you should break even, but now it's starting to spread a little bit better. And as the prices have kind of stabilized, interest rates have come down and then, but rents are still kind of climbing back up. And that's kind of a cool thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think 90 days ago too, what we saw was people still thought their houses were worth what they were 12 months ago. They hadn't came quite to terms with the fact that we weren't willing to pay what we would have probably paid 12 months ago. And we're starting to see people come around and accept, okay. And even though in our market, we haven't seen that much of a decline. It's probably just softened, right? They're not increasing. They're not declining. We've seen a lot more houses go on the market. I can tell you the ones we have been trying to sell 
that has definitely picked up. I mean, just in the last three weeks, we have four houses under contract. So compared to December, it was like crickets. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, we probably should just rent everything because you uh-huh. pull for our fund is cash flow. So we're either creating cash flow and profit for the fund off of the debt we're lending out by borrowers making their interest payments, or we're creating cash flow by the houses we're fixing and flipping. Or now, like I said, we've added the rental component into it. So we've got this rent cash flow because that's how our investors make money. This is how we create earnings for them is we have to have these different streams of cash flow coming in to continue to provide them the yields that they're used to. That's nice because you have that diversification strategy, but you can kind of maneuver it and change it depending on where the opportunity is in it. Yeah. We joke that our motto this year is pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have to pivot. There's still opportunity, but I think the ones, the clients and other people and colleagues that we work with that, hey, there's no opportunity out there. It's like, well, have you pivoted? Is your buy box still the same? You have to look at changing those types of things as markets shift. And one question I want to bring up or a point I want to bring up and stop me if any securities laws will stop you from answering this question, right? But I know last year's fund, we're talking about this before we went on the air here, like you made about eight and a half percent, correct? Like the lowest you've seen in a long time. And you had people complain about eight and a half percent. I think that's an interesting perspective considering, again, it's all about expectations, right? If someone wants 10, 12 plus percent, of course, they might be disappointed with eight and a half. I wonder what the alternative would have been. (laughs) Because, I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you look at 2022, I mean, the SP dropped 19, almost 20%. So if you had $100,000 invested in the S&P 500, not even with a financial advisor who took their fees on top of that, even if you did that, you had 100,000, you went down to 80. With you, you had 100,000, you still had... 108,000 and change, right? right? What's your response to that? Like, how have you been responding to people that said, hey, I mean, obviously tell them actually first why it was lower. And yeah. then secondly, how would you respond to those people? Yeah, I think that's a really important topic. So we ended out 2022 at 8.5%. And to put that into perspective, we opened this fund in 2015. It's been around for a long time. We have never paid out less than 9.7%. So Mm -hmm. for the people that have been in the fund for a long time, it was a little bit of a surprise. Quarters one through three, we paid out on average nine and a half percent. Quarter four, what we did was our fund is fully audited. So we have an auditing firm, third party come in and they make sure that everything is as it should be. They look at book, they look at our numbers, our bank accounts. They make sure that if our fund says we only fund these types of things, that we are following the rules of our fund. One of the things that a lot of funds take into consideration is something called loss reserve, because whether you're buying real estate and cash flowing it for rents or you're lending money out in debt, you should have a loss reserve account. And this is for the tenant that doesn't pay. Okay, great. We don't have cash flow coming in from that because, again, our fund is based off cash flow or the debt that we lend out. Hey, that guy we lent money to in San Francisco, he's not paying us right now. We might have to foreclose. We need to take into consideration what it would cost to foreclose and do an evaluation of what that property is worth right now. Because some of these loans are from 10, 12 months ago that may not be paying. So our auditors, given the market and given all the potential headwind that could be coming at us, said, we would really advise you guys to beef up your loss reserve. We've always had a loss reserve. So what we did at the advice of our our auditors was we looked at our assets and we said, okay, what's not performing? And understand that we probably have 350 debt instruments in that fund. And of those, there were 12 of them, what we would call 60 days later greater, meaning they hadn't made a payment for 60 days or longer. And so we looked at all 12 of those. 
we got what's called a broker price opinion on all those assets. So the properties, we sent out a broker and they gave us an opinion of value. And of the 12, we identified three that the values came in a little less than what we originally thought they were. It doesn't mean we've foreclosed on them. It doesn't mean we're going to lose on them. But what it does mean was we said, okay, we've got these three assets that could potentially be a loss if we foreclosed on them right now and we sold them for what this BPO is telling us, we may potentially have a loss on our hands, which that's the risk in debt, right? Like they're not all winners, right? You look at it as an overall portfolio, but- That's three out of how many again? Yeah, out of 350. So less than 1%, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, what tends to happen with those kind of borrowers, you'll let them know, hey, we're starting foreclosure, typically wakes them up real quick. And they're calling in saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to pay or they'll sell it or pay it off, whatever the case may be. What we did was we took those three assets into consideration and we beefed up our loss reserve. So we held back for a potential loss for taxes, insurance, attorney's fees, and we took that out of profit. So the fund didn't lose any money. We have this profit bucket for the quarter. And based off these calculations, we said, let's hold back some more money out of profit. The easiest way to explain it is it's a rainy day slush fund. If all those things happen and we get them back, we have now accounted for that and we're not going to have a big hit moving forward. The biggest question people in what people should realize as a consumer is this is the right thing to do. This is our fiduciary duty to our members of our fund that we are being mindful of the market and we are preparing. Worst case scenario, we've planned for that rainy day. Best case scenario, they pay off. That money goes back into profit. So the fund didn't lose any money, but it had a low return quarter four. Overall, it still paid out eight and a half for the year, which I just looked at my 401k. It's at negative 16 right now. So again, the fund had a yield. It just wasn't as high as what most people were used to. We hope that now we're better positioned. Now moving forward, every 30 days, we're going to look at those assets again and any new ones. And we're going to say, are these current? Okay, great. That goes back into profit. Okay, we might have new ones that aren't paying. Now we need to do the same process. What's the value? How late are these? Could we potentially have a loss? And we're going to do that every 30 days. We feel I sleep better at night knowing that we've planned, right? And best case, we don't need it. Great. All goes back into profit. But again, nobody's lost principle, but I think we've all gotten spoiled, right? Our target is always going to be 10%. That is our target on our fund. That's how we make money. If we're not hitting over nine, we're not getting paid either. And so I don't know that 10% is unrealistic, but I do know that in the next probably from January up to June, July, there's going to be a lot of headwinds. And I think it's going to be telling. We feel pretty confident and bullish about our ability to get yields back up, but it might take some time. But I do feel very confident that we're well positioned if we do have those headwinds hit. We have processes in place and we've taken all that stuff into consideration and we can weather a storm. Well, really all you guys did is the same exact thing we recommend to our clients when they buy a rental property, right? Like a turnkey rental even. Obviously they're just taking all the profits and thing, but sometimes clients will realize, they'll say, wait a minute, I could take cash flow right away, but I should probably start building up an emergency fund for this property. Even if it's like, 5,000 bucks or 3,000 yeah. bucks for that one property. And that's it. Just taking some of that cash flow and making a reserve. And if it's times are a little bit more uncertain, we might say, maybe beef it up a little bit more. Instead of 3,000 for that one property, maybe get up to 5,000 just mm-hmm. in case there's a vacancy for more than yeah. a couple months, in case there's some other maintenance issues that might happen. Yeah. You know, heck, we've had flooding in our own basement. Like if th- something like that happens, just in case something goes above and beyond. Yeah. You guys really just did the same thing. But instead of me factoring in like, 
hey, I hope usually in my rentals that one month out of every 24 might be a loss for me. And the rather 23 months, usually I make a net profit on my rental. You're just saying, hey, well, less than 1%. So that'd be saying like, if I have a hundred month reserve. Okay, there might be that one losing month. Yeah. So you're even being really less defensive than even what we would do on the rental side of things. So, so really you're just doing that. You're mitigating your risk to be able to offset it just in case. But I mean, again, like you said, if that doesn't ever get used and things come back and start swinging more bullish again, then that money's now profit again, isn't it? Yeah, it's not lost, but, and I think that's where we become so numb to it here because this is our everyday, right? And that's the reason people invest with us. If this was easy, everybody would just go do it themselves. But people put money in our fund because we are the professionals and the experts at it. But again, we get a little numb to it. It's like, we see this, we understand it. We're we're in it, in the weeds every day, all day. And so for the investors that are on the outside, they just don't understand. And so we've been really transparent about this. And what I would tell people is if you have other investments, make sure your operators are being transparent and they're communicating with you. And I hope that our members understand that is like, First and foremost, our goal is we are always going to be open and transparent. We're always going to communicate with you. We've had a couple town halls. We're going to continue to have those. And it's really just an opportunity for the fund members to get on, hear from us and the team. Hey, this is what we've got going on. Sometimes they're not going to see a lot of movement and change, but they're going to always know we're on the other end of it. And we're here to be transparent with people. And I think that's the best that you can do, right? Our fund is not in trouble, but we did this so it isn't in trouble in the future, right? The funds and the operators that over the 18 years that I've been in this that I see go away are the ones that that have rose-colored glasses on. They think everything's great. They're never going to be. It's like not preparing your cash flowing property for a tenant leaving and a toilet overflowing. Like that's a reality. That's what you're investing. They're not the battle wounds yet. Right. Yeah. So again, we've been very transparent with people and it's been very well received. People are like, you know what? Thank you. Like I have other investments that aren't paying and I can't even get a hold of anybody. I call, they don't return emails. So like you and I were talking right before we started, like what is happening now is you better know who you're investing with and you better have full confidence that operator can pull this off. And I think that's what we're all going to see this in another 12 months. There's probably going to be a lot of operators that aren't around and the good ones are still going to be around and we plan to be around. So, yeah, I'm sure you are. I agree. I mean, that's why we have you on the show right now. I mean, again, nothing's ever guaranteed, right? And by the way, as a disclaimer, guys, we're not saying you should go and invest with Secure Investment Corporation. We're not giving investment advice here, right? But what we are saying is that what's great is that even just taking from what Heather's talking about here, this could be applied to any investment you're looking at because- any real estate investors dealing with their own kind of set of issues, even though we're starting to see this little upswing and buyers coming back into the market again, especially I know in the markets you're in, like around Idaho and Boise and Washington and things like that, there's people like moving and they're even doing short-term rentals right now to see if they want to move into these specific areas you've been lending into or renting in currently. So there's a lot of opportunity already happening in some of these other kind of a secondary type markets that we're seeing. We're starting to see an uptick. I mean, we have weather much like you do. I mean, winter's sales typically decline anyways, not even taking into consideration the market, but we're starting to see a big uptick right now just in the assets that we're purchasing locally. And that's kind of earlier than I expected too. I didn't think it would happen this early in the year. That's unusual. It's literally been over like the last couple of weeks. It's crazy. We meet on a weekly basis over with all of our assets and we talk about, was this one listed? How many people have viewed it? Are we renting this? Like we're very ingrained in this. And just yesterday we had our meeting and our Keller Williams agent, because we are a licensed Keller Williams agent, 
they're just seeing an uptick. I don't think this weekend's going to be really busy with Super Bowl, but we've got a couple new properties hitting the market going live next week. So we're excited about those. Yeah. So really what you're saying is you started seeing this uptick even from late January versus the usual, usually like late February. It's usual yeah, I see February, a early March. Yeah. Yeah. It was quiet through December though. So maybe it's just that December was Catching so up. quiet. Yeah. That's the thing. You always got to have that equilibrium come back mm-hmm. into balance again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Heather. I really appreciate it. And again, like I know you guys do a stellar job with what you do, which is why obviously we have you sponsor our show. Like you guys do great with Secure Investment Corporation there. So if people want to learn more about it, what's the best way they can do that? Best way they can do that is visit our website, securedinvestmentcorp.com. We've got information on there about both of our funds. So we've got two funds, one for unaccredited investors with a minimum of $1,000, Average yield, 6 to 8%. We've got another fund that is for our accredited investors with a $50,000 buy-in minimum. And historically, we have been seeing yields from 9 to 10%. And full disclosure, last year was 8.5%, but that was based off of the conversation we just had. But our target on that is always 10. We've had a lot of years where we're over 10, so we're excited about 2023. We think there's a lot of opportunities for our funds. And then we also sell mortgage notes. So when they go to our website, all of our notes, so the debt we talked about that we run through the fund, we sell that paper too. So if you guys on the podcast are more inclined to be more active, hands-on, like notes, and you like digging into the deals, let me know also, because we we probably originate 35 to 40 notes a month and we sell all of that paper. So again, our website, securedinvestmentcorp.com. And They can connect with me on there and someone from my team. And we'd love to tell them what we do and a little bit more about us. I'm glad you brought the notes up because I didn't even realize you offered notes until one of my clients said, hey, we just got in this note. I love it. Like, And it was returning better than even just the fund was in that particular case. So they were very excited about that. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And we service all the notes internally. So we're we're a one-stop shop. Yeah. Fantastic, Heather. Again, really appreciate your time and your expertise and, and really the value you provide on the show. Like it's so good to kind of lift up the hood a little bit and take a look to see what's really happening. I know a lot of people they hear about these investments, but to actually hear about an investment and how it really works, I know it's very helpful. So thank you so much for being on our show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And everybody else, again, check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. And of course, you're always feel free to reach out, ask them questions if you're interested to learn more about what they do. But guys, again, it's not just about listening to the show and saying, that was nice, and then moving on with your life. If you want your life to change, it talks. It really requires you to take action. What are you going to do with the information you receive? Guys, that's the question and the challenge I leave for you is take action on what you've learned. Make it a great day, guys. Make it a prosperous week. And we'll talk to you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.